0: All right, thank you for joining the ESBC Podcast Network, where the purpose of the podcast, every single business meeting has to have a purpose in and out. So the purpose, purpose is, there's plural, is to make me money. I say that because of, we're talking horse racing. I remember Zaid, uh, which we'll get him on the Horse Racing True Crime in the offseason, <laughs> He said, I'm doing yeah, it for you. I the won the Kentucky winning. Derby for the people. I'm doing it for the people. People say, oh, you know, politicians. Oh, we're doing this for you. No, we're doing it for your ego, for the kickbacks you're getting from special interests. <laughs> you're not doing it for the people, whether it's Murphy or Youngling and Virginia, the one yesterday. They're doing it for the kickbacks. They're doing it for the car back. They're doing it for the money. So we're being authentic and transparent because another purpose is we get gaslighted and lied to from the moment our parents start talking about santa claus and the easter bunny coming under your pillow and a tooth and all this stuff i had great parents lucky they did did all that i was just cynical from the (laughs) get-go with cynicism is the best thing you can have when you're betting on sports and you want to make a profit. Time is literally money, highest, best use of your time. So if you have a business, if you have kids, if you're married, you can't just watch as much football as we watch without being able to monetize it. My wife has not bought gasoline. It's not betting money since 2011. And she scared me this week. And, re- and listening, listening is a big part of this podcast, right? Uh, I did a couple audits and both times, both two, three times, the guys, guys don't listen, was not listening. Uh, Gruden wasn't listening to emails. Text people said, be careful. You have to listen. And it took me a long time to stop the movie that's going on in my head and listen. You got to be a witness to what's going on. And I almost had a knee jerk reaction when Anna said, Hey, I want to take some of the bankroll betting money out to buy a Tesla. And I'm like, I was almost going to start screaming. But then I did a little research and Teslas have become more affordable now. Right. The 30, 40,000. So you want to buy cash. I in, you know, have an MBA, have securities licenses, um, portfolio management. So, she knows the money aspect. We're not making payments on a car because that's a losing proposition. You value of the card loses. But <laughs> but but that's a great lesson in listening. You have to listen, right? And, and that's a purpose. Now, what's the outcome? The last two, three years, we've been verified, transparent, every single pick, every over and under at 64, 65%. That means that when you use every bet and you bet on it. You bet equal amounts. You have 10 times more money than when you started. That's Wall Street bets. That's Tesla stock. Kind of the, tra- the trajectory that we've been blessed to have. But nothing lasts forever. So you got your purpose and your outcome. Another purpose is to teach you business and financial concepts. maxims that i use used to make money. You use to evaluate an investment. I got the book up there next to Predictably Irrational. I have that red and gold book, Decision Science, is used by the major Fortune 15 companies for their managers to make decisions. Simply as you identify the problem, you use math, right? And then you jump on logic to remove variance. And covariance because eliminating variance and covariance ensures a result, and the result we want is sixty-five to seventy percent. So when you hear a ring like that, that's usually a client sending a text. And the only clients I say, let them text me at this time are people whose net worth is over twenty million, right? Because yeah, you know, I really get punched by Anna if I lose a, a bigger client so to that end right the outcome is 65 to 70% big margins right between 52.5% is break even and 70% and now from here to the end of the year i'm going to bring out financial concepts right that you use to make money when you evaluate a business when you evaluate an investment but they are tied specifically to the sports betting process that we're lucky, fortunate, and good to execute every week. We use fundamental analysis, technical analysis. Uh, people have gotten rich using fundamental analysis. Nobody's gotten rich using technical analysis. People have gotten rich, like David Tepper, owner of the Carolina Panthers, $25 billion worth selling technical analysis like the nigerian brothers on cnbc they have not gotten rich off technical analysis that's why they are on cnbc however the reason they're on cnbc and they're making good money is because they're selling technical analysis. the reason it doesn't work is because of that orange and blue book up there predictably irrational so Fundamental analysis says that the markets are irrational. Technical analysis says that the markets are rational. We know, that's not true because common sense is not so common. Another part of it is that if you believe or think that you are the smartest, toughest person in a room, in business, you are in the wrong room. You have to bring in people smarter and tougher than you are. And sometimes younger than you are, Chad Nolan, smarter, tougher, younger than I am. <laughs> and we got that. Scott is my same age, smarter, tougher than I am from the Northeast. Real diversity is not what Terry McAuliffe will tell you. Diversity is diversity is more than race, gender, and disability. It's region, right? Differences of opinion disagreeing with people but not being disagreeable (laughs) right you know learning how to have a, a difference of opinion and then again listening learning right because the outcome is what's important the results is what's important keeping relationships because you're monetizing sports betting and you're buying your wife an expensive purse $3,000, man, first class tickets to see the in-laws in Florida off betting money, right? If it comes from savings or retirement, there's an argument involved. It came from betting money. Betting money always comes out first. So that's purpose and outcome. We have uh, mental health first aid kit. You got your financial first aid kit. So let's get first words from the guys tougher and smarter than I am, Scott and Chad. How are you guys
1: feeling tonight? How's it going? Going good. I think uh, yesterday's Hawthorne effect will help us tonight for sure. I thought that was a phenomenal show that we did yesterday. So um, I'm looking for good profit. A lot of stuff going on in the NFL right now as we speak here on uh, Wednesday night. So that will factor into the picks a little bit. Uh, but other than that, I'm looking for another, another 65 70% success rate this week.
2: Yeah, me too, man. I think 65% is uh, trying to stay there every week. That's my goal every week, 65 Um You know, we're in week nine now. Uh, watched a lot of football. We've got a lot of research done. We know these teams. We've been following them all year. Um, I think every week we just get a little better. And, you know, this is uh, – Stuff starting to just kind of jump out now a lot easier. You know, I'm starting to see, you know, the size and, uh, you know, the, the, the totals are just kind of – every week more and more are just, you know, just, just a lot clearer, you know. There is some stuff going on in the, in the league um, with COVID and stuff and guys being out um, that will have to, you know, take into effect um, that's unique to to this week. So, uh, we'll be able to, to overcome that and, and, and see and uh, m- m- make the right choice. So.
0: Right. Uh, Hawthorne Effect, right? for I encourage everybody to listen to the podcast. The Hawthorne Effect, maybe the ones from last year, the ones we did here, because with those, uh, you're not focused on the outcome. Because really what's important here is the process, right? <laughs> and the process and the do your job, Belichick kind of uh, thing is the top 10 rules of betting. I'll make sure I have those links to that also read an article on lines, where lines come from, what you do with lines, right? Because time is literally money, right? As an NBA, from an academic standpoint, time is money. So when you're watching games, you're making a profit. Is The highest and best use of your time, especially us, we're sports fans, we're football fans. Uh, Chad is a professional football player. He played in the CFL. He's starring now in the Arena League for your Las Vegas Knights. His brother really should be the Heisman Trophy winner at Oregon State, highest quarterback efficiency in college football for Power 5 quarterbacks. And he's tall. That's kind of like he has that little Mike White effect. He's probably more talented than Mike White because Mike White cannot run. Chance Nolan can run. What does he run, a
2: four-five. Yeah, he's, he's about a 4'5". 5 uh, is a quarterback with a bracket arm our, our combine goals sub four, four, nine and under. So. Okay. Yeah. So he's ready to go. Uh, We're bringing a lot of
0: football knowledge. Uh, We're followed by guys in the league. They, they give us information, right? Uh, What gets you in trouble is not public information. Now sports betting is not regulated, but we make the information public, but we don't necessarily, uh, give out our sources, right? Because we don't have to. But that's the purpose and that is the outcomes, which every business meeting has to have, right? So, first game we're going to tackle are, let me know, guys, if I'm right. It's been a crazy week. and You guys are saying crazy. I am proud of us last week. Last week, we ended up 19 and 12, 59%. So we are 140 up, 84 down for the year, 62.5. So we're in range what we usually do 64, 65%. But really, we can take it a lot higher because we have an extra week to, to work for, right? We, this is only week eight. There's nine weeks that we could take that and want to maybe get up up into the 70%. And our bankrolls will thank us. And hopefully with that new bill, we'll figure out ways to mitigate the taxes. As a Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren tries to take our
1: hard-earned bidding dollars. <laughs> hey, Josh. Right. M- more so our wives will thank us for the bankroll. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Christmas present. Yep. Yep. No doubt. We're, we're
0: ahead for Thanksgiving, right? I, I boycott Target because they get way ahead of stuff. Just one thing at a time. We just got through Halloween. Now let's celebrate the beginning of November, mid November, and then Thanksgiving. Yeah, one step yeah. at a time. Uh, but the tickets on betting money is good. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the, the expensive dinners on there in Lakeland, lovely Lakeland, Florida. All right. So the Jets. Let me know if I'm right because it's a crazy week, and as crazy a week as what I was laughing on Sunday because I'm like, as nutty as this week is, as irrational as this week is, as crazy finishes as this week is, we're we're freaking all over profit. (laughs) Yep. All right. Uh, And when you look at the percentages before we start, I'll give you this: uh, once you get to sixty five percent, right, consistently. Then you're at professional level where you are buying houses, you're making a good living, betting on sports. So we're right there, and we're way over it when, when college uh, college basketball starts, and we're way over it. We look at college football, and usually the NBA playoffs. Uh, the NBA playoffs I ended up going around seventy five percent after wow. I factored in that these guys do not want to play hard, (laughs) especially after they've had a a rough game. They don't want to come back and play hard. You know, like Washington Wizards, they worked hard to, you know, get that home win. They were going to get blown out in the next game. No fighting. So let me know if I'm right. Thursday night, Mike White in the New York Jets going to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is getting 10 and a half points. The over-under is 45.5. Indian has won a lot of leads late. We talked about it yesterday. And that's predictable, right? Because the owner is a family business. This is a lot of nepotism played into last week and it's going to play into this week. Just because the dad was a smart, great owner, this doesn't necessarily mean the son is going to be a great owner or a smart guy right, who we know should be in jail. And I'll put a link to the article where Robert Oste was found with a pound of cocaine in pills in his car. And he's not getting treated like Ruggs is getting treated. But that's way over my head. Uh, what do you guys think about this game?
1: So you called it last week with uh, Mike White. Uh, very impressed by him. Um, you know, the Jets seem to be a different team, more emotion, more energy, more fight. Uh, they get down to Cincinnati early. They came back. Um, these teams are going two two opposite directions um, based off last week. The Jets are Jets are going up. The Colts are going down. It's going to go over 45 and a half, I think. I think this is going to be one of those 27-24 type games. Um, and the Jets are going to definitely cover the 10 and a half. I can't see the Colts blowing anybody out. Um, so I'm, I'm taking the Jets with the points, and I'm taking the over. I think uh, I think Michael Carter is going to have another good game. I yep. think Crowder is going to have another good game. Um, I can see the Jets winning this game outright. It's very possible. I think the Colts are, are not not a good fourth quarter, to second half team. Um, their defense is overrated, as we talked about yesterday, I, th- I think, on, on the Hawthorne effect. So I can see the jets covering this very easily and I can see this game going over. So.
2: Yep. I totally agree, man. I mean, this one jumps out at me. I mean, I don't know over here in, in in the jets. I mean, 10 and a half points is ridiculous to me. Um, that's telling me that Vegas is, is saying that Mike white and what they did yesterday last week was a fluke, which I don't think it is at all. Um, You know, it's something to say, you know, when guys, you know, I I see this in college football a lot. You know, I saw this with my brother at Oregon State, Josh, mentioned it. You know, he came in that first game at Purdue, and you saw the sideline of the team. They start moving the ball. You see the energy shift. Um, You know, and and you saw that at Utah. You know, me and Josh were at the Utah-San Diego State game. Right. Um, And that's what I see with the Jets. I see the guys, you know, the the team – they're they're behind Mike White, uh, they're they're playing hard for him. They know they got you know they they got a vet in there. They got you know got an opportunity. He's been in the league you know for for four or five years. He's twenty seven years old. Um, yeah, I mean I I I think this is going to be you know the Bengals are in my opinion are a lot better team than the Colts right now, um, who the Jets beat last week. So yeah, I mean there's no doubt in my mind that the Jets could possibly win this game. So yeah, I'm probably going to go I'm probably going to, you know, if I'm I'm going to be playing $30 units, I'm probably going to take 5 to 7 bucks and throw on that plus 400 money line. Just a little sprinkle. A little sprinkle on the money line there because yeah, I think the Jets have a chance to win this game. Um and the over 45 and a half is is a, is a little low. You know, I see with Mike White they're going to score and um you know, the Colts got a, a, a good offense. They they, they they're going to be able to uh put up some points. Um You know, I think both teams here can get to around 24, um, which puts it over. So uh, I love that. Over the 45 and a half and uh, Jets plus 10 and
1: a half. One thing I'll say before you go on, Josh, is if Mike White wins this game, Ooh. he could be the Jets starting quarterback for the rest of the year. It's highly possible. It, it really is. So Right. And then you pull
0: up the New York Post and Steve Sury saying – the Jets fans are willing to give Mike White a real chance. Yeah, and Mike White's again the electric. I saw him do it at USF. Uh, you know, I checked my thinking. You know, I got some advice from the guys, and uh, and, and then I saw the results. And then I think this whole uh, Pete Carroll, Robert Slay, raw raw energy got thing. Now I think it'll kick in. Did not kick in in uh, England, but now Indy, because it's not just playing the Titans. It's not Derrick Henry. Titans are a physical team, Mm -hmm. short week. Yeah, not have depth. So uh, fortunate, looking good. Took you know, we talked to the guys about we. I took the. Bankroll has been growing, you know, for 11 years. That's the thing. The bankroll just didn't get there. probably took about 25 years to get to where it is right now. It just happened overnight. So then I took, Bitcoin was at 30, then took all the bankroll, uh, you know, college basketball, if you heard those podcasts. And my witness is Shad. We were at 70, close to 80% (laughs) broke. Conference week on.
2: <laughs> that was crazy, man.
0: You know, and then I took it to Bitcoin at 30. Now Bitcoin's at 60. So it's a thousand dollars a game. It's been that way for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh Chad's advice on that. And what when Chad said that, I kind of triggered that Indy does not have good depth. That's why they blow leads in the second half. Now they play a physical team. It used to be that you played the Steelers, right? Or you played the Pats when they were really physical. That team would always... The P. Carroll teams, too, when they were good in Seattle, when they beat you up in Seattle, they would always not cover the following week. So I don't think the talent disparity between the Jets, as bad as they are, is because of Indy being such a cheap, family-owned team by an owner with a severe drug problem. Is he going to N.A.? Is, it, is he like Charlie Sheen that he doesn't have a bottom other than himself because he has so much money? I don't know. Really, I don't care. But what I care about is they blow those second halves. And uh, for me, it'll be four bets. <laughs> and listen, people, right? Because a lot of people got this wrong last week. Sometimes it's three sides at the bet. You get two out of three, that's 66%. Over. So I'm going to go Jets. So the consensus pick is going to be the Jets plus 11. We're going to take the five points, the five, the, the 0.5 over 45, right? Uh, Mike LaFleur and that hot offense, the Kentucky runs, the Rams run, Green Bay runs, uh, the Raiders run that hot offense, Everybody's running now. That's going to get it over. The, and it's the same office with Reich, Andy Reid office, right? Because all those guys come from that, you know, look at it from a from that uh, Andy Reid family, <laughs> right? he would be the godfather of it. Uh, I'm going to take Jets' second half line because the Colts are falling apart every single second half of this year. And so it's going to be a thousand on plus. 11, Jets. Uh, I'm going to start being a little less on the side. So I'm going to go 800 over 45. I'm going to put 100 on the money line. And I'm going to put 500 on the second half line. Jets. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, man, I think.
0: I like it. I like it. Four four sides. (laughs) Remember, the goal is to have margins over 52.5. Aldo Lahi, you just get, George Steiner rented the restaurant. Great man, bought consultants to come talk to me so I could sit down and listen. But Aldo Lahi, and I'll put a link to his company, Alp South, billionaire fighter pilot in the Italian military. I didn't understand what he was saying for the first six months because it was Italian, but I knew he was saying something important. Uh, He's like, Josh, I make prosthetics. He invented prosthetics. He got a patent for plastics. So He's like, Josh, I sell prosthetic to hospital for $5,000. I make it for 50 cents. So it's margins. He says, for him, well, the most important part of business, he ends up being a billionaire. Will they be? That's why I say fortunate, lucky. Good. But you have to apply it, right? To to know not to do, it's not to know. He says the most important part of business is margins. Same thing, we evaluate a stock or we evaluate a sports betting podcast. So our margin is between 52.5 and 62.5%. So, to that end, four sides of the bet. we want to get the highest percentage above 52.5. Houston, in the heat, in Miami, going to look at the temperature. I'm thinking the way these two things are going, um, I like Miami. Some places it's 6.5. Uh, I like Miami minus seven, over 46, and Houston is the epitome. Probably no depth because they traded everybody away. And Jim tree told me, told all of us when we did the draft, that Houston was going to tank and lose all their games. That's pretty much what they're doing. Lucky cover last week. I'm going Houston uh, to lose, not even to cover. Miami covers this week. Minus seven over forty six. Miami has to get a lot of anger out. What do you guys think? Miami. I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna take Miami. I think, uh, I think Houston is in a, a dogfight for for that first pick with uh, with Detroit. And I don't great. think they they wanna go possibly a game and a half up on them. You know, a game and a half down to them. So. Right, I'm going to take Miami. Uh, I think Tua's, Tua hasn't played badly. He's he's played decently. I think Gaskin's going to have a huge game here. I yeah. think they're going to run the ball effectively. I think um, I think he's going to hit Parker and Gasicki for some some downfield plays. So I like Miami at home to win the game, and I like the over. I think this is, you know, this is going to be one of those could be backdoor covers again for houston uh backdoor covers on the over excuse me for the houston score a late touchdown but uh miami and the over for sure
0: yeah and i'm learning my lessons from the nba nba there was a lot of quitting going on i think i'm noticing now in the nfl a lot more quitting than what it used to be yeah
1: you
0: know look at the weather miami chad what do you think
2: yeah, man, I agree here. You know, we, we were before the podcast, we were talking about, you know, how Houston is tanking this year um, and how that first game with Tyrod, like against Jackson, was kind of like a, you know, they were going to win that one. They kind of act like they're not tanking, but they knew they were going to be tanking. But that's the only game that they were actually going to have a chance to win, anyways, all year. We're try um, to win, yeah. So, um, if, if I'm looking at who's tanking here between Miami and Houston, Houston is the team that's tanking this season uh, more than Miami. Um, I agree with what Scott said about Tua. I think he's playing uh, pretty well. Um, and yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, my, under that six and a half Miami at home, uh, you know, I think they need to go get themselves a home win here. Uh, and I, I, I agree with the over. I think, I think this one, um, you know, there's going to be some, some points scored, you know, I think Miami will get, uh, get about, you know, 28. I see, uh, you know, uh, even like a 24-17 a – what is that? 24-17? 41. 41. That would be under. Um, Yeah, but like a, like a 28 no, I'm, seeing, I'm
0: seeing a lot of points. I'm seeing
2: 35-17. Uh, yeah, or like a 28-21, Dolphins win it. That would be over, 49. Yeah, yeah this, so – This is not going to be a joke. It's going to be
0: 82. It's funny when the humidity – higher than the temperature. It's going to be 82 degrees, 83% humidity, a nice, robust wind of five miles an hour. <laughs> Nothing. You can't breathe with right. helmets, pads. Your team is tanking. You've been on the field all year. Maybe you can might take the first half under, then take the second half over, mm-hmm. because uh, once the water breaks on that defense, once Davis Mills throws it's the be- six... Yeah, it, it, it's just going to be crazy.
2: You know? It's going to be 28-14, to one minute left. <laughs> Houston's going to score to lose 28-21, go over. Right. That's my prediction. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah Houston's, Houston's one of those all of a sudden the light goes on teams. Like you saw it last week in the fourth yeah, quarter. They exactly. It was a pathetic call game, and then all of a sudden the fourth quarter started, and they – they look like the Kansas City Chiefs of 2019. Going yeah, up, the,
0: they had no chance to win, so they put in the real offense in.
1: Yeah, but and then it's
2: the defenses. and they start get playing that damn prevent, and they're just not being physical, and they're like, "All right, I'm going to give you 10 yards." It's like 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards. Holy shit, I'm on the 10 yard line. But I know
0: that it happened. Then Brandon yeah. Cooks made a yeah. move, and he was gone.
2: You know, what yeah, I mean? pretty the end of the game stuff is just it's just give me a give me a touchdown. I'm just trying to make like four tackles so I can run off, you know, two minutes. Right, 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 right. But there's no such thing as a bad beat. That's why you figured, you factored
0: that in. So you're thinking, what what is the behavior of the team? It's not rocket science. It's stuff that we've seen before. Uh, Denver at Dallas. I want to see if that's an early game. Actually, we all agreed. Yeah, we all agreed. We were like, okay, Denver plus 10 under 50.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That game. I mean, um, it's crazy uh, that Dallas is that big of a favorite with their backup quarterback in. And then you look at like the, the green Bay line without Aaron Rodgers. uh right. it's like a complete opposite. Um, it's just, that's a lot of points. Um, that's just a lot of points to give up with your backup. And, you know, I don't, I don't think you're going to just let him loose. You know, you're going to kind of control the game here. You're not looking to blow anybody out. You're looking to, you got two, you got Pollard and Zeke that you can feed control a game with. Um, you know, you already know Denver's coming in with a low power to offense. So you're already expecting that your opponent isn't going to be putting up a lot of points. So you're already game plan. Okay, guys, we're not facing someone where we got to score. We, we only need 21 points to win this game. Um, you know, so they're game planning to run the ball and, and keep it slowed down and like um, control the clock and control, you know, protect their defense so the defense can be fresh, you know, to, to shut down Denver. So yeah, I mean, I love this uh, this under and in, uh, in Denver plus the ten. I think they're gonna keep this one's gonna be close, Dallas by a touchdown.
1: Here, here is the classic case which we talked about the Hawthorne effect last week. This is a non-conference game. Does not count in terms of it counts wins and loss record, obviously, but does not count in terms of a a tiebreaker for playoffs. Right. So Dallas is gonna maybe get up by 10, 14 points and then become extra vanilla on offense. Zeke and Pollard are gonna run that ball like crazy. Denver's gonna keep it close enough in the second half where the 10's not even gonna come into play. I think it's gonna be like anywhere from five to seven, like a 24-21 type of game. I see. I don't see Dallas winning by more than ten, which I I don't even see him winning by more than seven. I think they're very vanilla on offense tomorrow. I mean Sunday.
2: Yeah. So that's a great that's a great point about yeah a, AFC NFC. That's it. Yeah. And uh and that even takes me back to that Jets Miami game. Even you know they're not playoff teams. None of those teams are making the playoffs. But that is an AFC. You know, uh, or the the Jets Colts game. Um, that is an AFC matchup. You know, like. You know, for for those teams, so, and da- and Dallas
1: cool. and Dallas like Tennessee has that division on lockup right now. They get, they got that division, so, yeah,
0: you know, yeah. well, yeah, the division. You know,
1: there's there's the, there's talk that Dak is in practice and he's doing everything. How mobile is he going to be in the game if he plays? So I think he sits again and Cooper Rush plays. Oh, of course, I, I I think so, because because this game is not the ultra important game that the rest of the games will be down the road. So.
2: They, I thought they they announced Cooper Rush is starting. Is that is that not official? He, Dak was in time? practice
1: all day, to day doing everything in practice yeah. today. I yeah. read. So I don't know if he plays. I don't know if they just just getting ready for him. the rest of the season. I wouldn't play him either. So Evans haven't said that. I, I think this game is is a Denver cover, yeah. and it's an under.
2: It's an yeah, under. I mean I, they they're gonna sit Dak this week and next week. They're gonna bring him back for the Chiefs game. Yeah. If in my opinion, I, they're gonna, they, they got a Denver at home and Atlanta at
1: home. I mean, yeah, you don't need, you're not gonna need Dak to win those games. Um, not at all. Yeah. So,
0: right. And um, this is about the time Chad was being born. But I think Scott can remember there was only one game on, and uh, it would be Keith Jackson on Saturday. He would come sometimes before. He had Frank Broyles. Frank Broyles coached, uh, Switzer, Jerry Johnson. and Arkansas. You know, yeah, yep, he hired Jerry Jones to be a linebacker coach. Uh, he would say, this is where percentages started, Get it in my head. If a team can run the ball, plays well on special teams, and plays good defense, they'll win 70% of their games. Yep. And Jerry Jones is the chief strategist, general manager, and owner of your Dallas Cowboys. So that is what you're going to see. You're up by seven. It's really up by 20. because it's like the Hoya paranoia type of situation. Same type of uh,
1: philosophy, right? I do, I do think that if the Cowboys had lost to Minnesota last week, Dak is playing this week for sure. No doubts about it. But because they beat Minnesota, he's yeah. probably not going to play.
2: And because Minnesota was an NFC win, which solidifies yep. their tiebreaker that much more, he's, yep. they don't. this game is that much less important because losing this game doesn't affect them for the division, and it doesn't affect them for the tiebreaker in the mm-hmm. NFC. So. Right. And, and Denver hasn't scored more than 17 points
0: after uh, Teddy Bridgewater got his concussion. So if you <laughs> look at the statistics, Teddy Bridgewater host and pre-concussion – They're dramatically different. And last week against Washington, Washington lost that game. Denver did not necessarily win that game. Exactly. exactly. All right. So consensus pick is Denver plus 10 or whatever. Listen, people, whatever it balloons to (laughs) right before kickoff on Sunday. Because this is Dallas. Dallas is a super public team. People go down to Biloxi. Mississippi, go to that new sports book and bet them blindly whatever the number is. and They'll take their money. Oh, you want Dallas? Minus 17 against Denver, here you go. Minus 18, here you go. We'll go the other way. Uh, a team, fraudulent team, right? A fake football team. So when I say a team is a fake football team, uh, the Vikings fit the bill, right? Overhyped, cousins, this, that, and the other, right? Uh, they're unmasked last week. As you know, I'm reading the Minneapolis Star, and the reporter saying how the Vikings are now going to blow out Dallas because they don't have Dak, and the Vikings are a playoff team. It's funny how to read it uh, the next day. When I read it the next day, how they were like, Oh, we got to tear down the franchise. We got to eat all the way up to the owner. We got switch owners, switch generation. <laughs> it reminded me of the Canadians. Uh, when, uh, what was that guy? Uh, ben Johnson with 100 meters, and they got caught with steroids. I remember they had a parade for Ben Johnson. <laughs> you know, in Canada. And then when he got caught with steroids and banned of the metal, I, I was watching because he used to have it on TV, the Canadian Parliament. And they're like, what a disgrace. Jamaican Ben Johnson. <laughs> now he's from Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaican Ben Johnson. What a disgrace, right? Same thing with the the sports writers in the papers in Minneapolis. The, before Dak gets hurt in the aftermath of that embarrassing loss, they're playing it slow and steady, wins the race, uh, coming off a bye, I believe, Yep. Uh, Harbaugh yep. And the Harbaugh family, the Harbaugh football mafia. They extended to the University of South Florida. You can see the banner there. We have Willie Taggart a disciple of the Harbaugh family, won a national championship with Daddy Harbaugh, Jack Harbaugh at um, Western Kentucky. He was recruited by Jim Harbaugh, right? And they're the ones who scouted and recruited Mike White, right? So uh, that's how we know about Mike White. So it's the Ravens minus six over under is 50, uh, the Ravens have been playing under games. I rarely bet hardball when he's a heavy favorite. Like to bet him as a dog, so I'm gonna stick with my guns here. I think the Vikings will be able to cover seven or whatever it balloons to in those new casinos in Virginia, and the old school people are still driving the Foxwoods to bet when you can bet legally at Foxwoods. Now you can bet legally at <laughs> Pretty soon you'll be able to go into Boston and bet at the Wynn Casino. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go whatever the line balloons to, because now lines are ballooning. Uh, Vikings, I'm going to say plus seven, plus seven and a half. And I see it under 50. It's, again, two old school guys. We're going to run it at each other. What do you think, Scott?
1: Oh, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say Baltimore covers the game and wins because before they went on the bye, they got smoked by Cincinnati big at home. Right. That has lingered for two weeks. I don't think that sits well with Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson and the rest of that Ravens team at all. So I see the Ravens winning by double digits this week. I think it stays the under because I think Baltimore is going to go back to running the ball a lot uh, with Lamar, with Freeman or Latavius, whoever's in the backfield. I just think this this two-week preparation for Minnesota, I think you'll see a Baltimore Ravens team that comes out fired up, ready to play, and ready to tear somebody's head off. I don't think they're happy at all with the Cincinnati loss. I think that for them to compete to get to the Super Bowl, they need to win games like this. So the, the non-conference thing, will, in my mind, goes out the window here because I think Baltimore just, just is all over Minnesota early, and Minnesota finds it hard to do much of anything. So I'll take the Ravens, and I'll take the under. In this situation,
0: okay, we got two unders. We got I got the Vikings, and Scott has the Ravens. Shadow break the tie. Consensus pick is usually higher percentage than us. Me, I'll say particularly me individually.
2: I know. So we were doing so, so good, guys. Yeah. Three games we were all the same now. Here we are. I was surprised. It usually happens at the first game, and then, we, then we're good. Um, man, Baltimore coming off the buy, Harbaugh coming off the buy. I do like honestly in this game. I think you're, I will say this, people if you agree with Scott, bet the minus six right now. If you agree with Josh, wait. Um, and take Minnesota on the other side of seven, because I do think this line goes up. I think people will bet Baltimore up in this one over that key number of seven. Um, so what I am going to do here, I am going to kind of play a middle. I'm going to bet right now, Baltimore minus the six with Scott. Um, and then if that gets to seven and a half, um, I'm probably going to come back on Minnesota here plus seven and a half plus eight. If I you know, if, if I can get that, um, I really see this, I really see this a touchdown game. I see Baltimore win this game by a touchdown. I do think the way, um, you know, both teams are on the ball. I do think it, it, you know, it's going to go under for sure the 49 and a half. Um, I, both, both, both teams are going to be methodical. Um, you know, Baltimore is going to, going to win, win this game. Um, for sure, I think they win it by seven. Be, you know, if you can get get Baltimore minus six and get Minnesota plus eight, um, I think that can, you could have a good chance to go two and zero there. So I that that's uh, I don't know if I really broke the tie, but all right, we'll we'll say, uh,
0: Ravens minus seven.
1: I do think that Dallas loss that Minnesota suffered last week took a lot of wind out of their sails. I think yeah. I think they went into the game thinking they were going to win that game, and when they lost, it's like, yeah. whoa, you know,
2: right. And then part of it is, I mean, just go. I'll go. I'll go. Baltimore minus the six because of the bye week. I, I'm gonna, I, Harbaugh the bye six. week. Yeah, minus six. Yeah, let's go because you know, Baltimore is coming off the bye week. Harbaugh is a great coach off the bye week. We love to follow good coaches off bye weeks, and and that is a good point, man. Minnesota's banged up, man. They really to play a physical. NFC game that they thought they were in and, and, and uh, it didn't, didn't go their way. So, I mean, when you look at that rest that Baltimore has under the key number seven, Baltimore minus six. I like that. Right.
0: Um, my counter, right, is that he got a lot of heat. Zimmer got a lot of heat. I personally gave him a lot of heat because of the kids. I hate nepotism, right? Oh, why is this guy getting his job, right? We saw him in bad boxes, right? He gets a... Because that's his kid, right? Kubiak is the kids. The offensive coordinator, uh, defensive coordinator is Zimmer's son. <laughs> so they got a lot of heat. And Kirk Cousins is a better pastor than Lamar Jackson. So Kirk Cousins... Can read defenses and come up with a uh, big game every once in a while. So I think it, it, this could be a classic hardball. They're up 20 to seven with three minutes left. And Minnesota scores. And the final score is 20 to 14, right? Which you guys push and I cover the seven. So that's what I think. But we got a split decision. And I know last week, every time we had a split decision, the game was decided by some crazy stuff at the end. So that might be something we look forward to in this game. Next game we're going to look at is uh, we'll go to our New England Patriots expert. He's in that area. Uh, What were we last week on New England? I got him right. I got him Uh, wrong. I got him wrong. I went the other way. All right, so we're we're still over sixty two point in the sixties. We're like nine and five on uh, Patriot games. Mm-hmm. We're well over fifty two point five. Uh Patriots going to Carolina, and they're three and a half point favorites. Over under is forty two, and Carolina is like Denver that hasn't scored more than seventeen points with their quarterback. Uh, they won last week, uh, without struggling.
1: Struggled, a Struggled yeah. though, big, big struggle time. for them. Yeah. yeah,
0: they have big time corporate governance problems. Uh, I knew it was going to happen. Um, Tepper's ego is clashing with rules ego. They're saying the rule wants to go back to college, regardless of the five million dollars he's getting to work there. People are getting on Brady, who's off the offensive corner in of Carolina, but I think he has his hands tied even though his only good year as an offensive coordinator was with the Heisman Trophy winner, Burrow, mm-hmm. and Jamar Chase, and Darius Geis, and five guys on that LSU offensive line that are now starting in the NFL. <laughs> so how hard is it to be a college coordinator with all that talent? He only was a college coordinator for one year. So make sense of this, uh,
1: Scott Forrest, please. So Carolina steps up exponentially uh, in class against Belichick and the Patriots. Right. So defense-wise, defense-wise. Um, I, they may be starting their backup quarterback this week. Donald concussed last week. He, right,
2: P.J. Walker.
1: P.J. Walker.
2: And they signed Josh Love out of here, yep. out of here was out here living in Lake Forest out of San Jose State. So they just signed a new quarterback this week. Right. So that's, that's also telling us.
1: Yes, that tells me that, that, tells me that Donald is probably not going to play this week. Um, or if he does, he's, he's not going to be very good. Right. He never played well against the Patriots when he was in New York. So the game is going to be under because I, I don't see Carolina scoring a lot. Right. And I think the, if the Patriots get the 21, I think that's a game winner right there for them. Um, Carolina has struggled since they beat the three weakest teams on their schedule, probably. Um, I don't think have they, have they won since? I don't believe they. Oh, well, they beat Atlanta last week,
2: but. Yeah. Be a, they shouldn't have though. I mean, it, they was, shouldn't like a, it was a coin flip.
1: Who's going to give the who the game. Right. So I had two, two games where I was thinking my line, this is the money line for me. The Patriots yeah. will win this game for sure. For sure. Um, I think they have. Plenty of momentum now. I think this is the way that Belichick wants this team. He's got it right where he wants it. He's going to be able to run the ball against Carolina, and Mac Jones is going to be able to hit a couple of passes to keep the chains moving. So I I see them winning. I see them covering. I see it in an under game for sure. I think they're going back toward the under. Um, So I see like a 27-6 type of game. Patriots win. I think they're going to win that big because I have no trust in Carolina and what they're doing on offense um, or defense, for that matter, or defense. I think the defense is pretty good for Carolina. I just don't know if they'll be able to, to compete and stop um, Josh McDaniel's offensive scheme for them. So I go three sides. I go Patriots, money line and with the spread, and I go under for them. So I 100%
0: agree. Uh, I was thinking exactly the same thing. I wasn't thinking in money line terms, but I'll go ahead and
1: do that. I'll go ahead because. uh, The Raiders were the other team I was thinking about money line at at New York. So that was the other one I was thinking about. Yeah,
0: the Giants. Giants are, I think, trying to tank on purpose. Yeah. No Barkley. But uh, again, if PJ Walker starts, basically, he doesn't have 16 starts. And when he was at Temple, I was not afraid of him, from a USF <laughs> perspective. Of PJ Walker,
1: I mean, it you could get what? so it could get so bad for Walker. You could see the guy just signed
2: right, playing, right. Uh,
1: playing in the game too. So
2: that would be that would be that would be awesome for Josh Love. Man. I'd love to see that. Yeah,
0: yeah. coming so out, yeah, Josh Love. Yeah, Josh Love uh, made me a lot of money
2: at Utah State, <laughs> San Jose State. Did he play Utah State one time? Oh, I mean, he yeah, played against Utah State. Oh, he was at San Jose? Yeah, he went to San Jose.
0: Yeah, I'm confusing with the other guy that has, I think, the same
2: last name as Love. On, yeah, on that you're thinking about. They, that's the Packers, Jordan Love. Jordan, oh, Jordan Love. Love, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking about. Josh Love, yeah. Love was with, with San Jose State, yeah. Right, right. Got him confused. There's
1: but... <laughs> too many Loves. Yeah,
2: they got the and they both had they got Josh and Jordan, they both got Jade first names.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, analytics we go into that that doesn't really work in football, uh, as a whole, it might work in fantasy, right? But it's worth betting and as a whole in football, sports betting analytics does not work because you got too many variables. Remember, eliminating variance and covariance to get a result, but key statistics are vital almost, right? And a key statistic here, and you don't have to be a brain surgeon either, is that Bill Belichick, I don't think he's ever lost to a rookie quarterback.
1: Ever. Uh, Davis Mills came the closest, but I, I think you're right. <laughs> people. I, I think you're right. I don't think he's lost to a rookie quarterback. He beat ever. Peyton Manning his rookie. Yeah, he hasn't lost to a rookie quarterback.
0: Ever. So, I mean, it would be a return to the mean, but I very, very, very much – doubt it i yeah, really doubt i, I do that too. uh carolina's gonna score any points much less get close to make it over much less with a backup quarterback the only caveat is if you know if jordan love or whoever or gosh josh love um or pj walker starts taking off all the time because bill cheat and Carroll's defense does not account for the quarterback
1: yeah, and I agree with this
0: Chad. L type situation.
1: I think that quarterback signing by Carolina signals that Donald is not playing this week right. because of this concussion. Right. I just think that's what it what it looks like. So yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you guys here. I think New England minus
2: minus the three and a half under the 41 all day. Uh New England opened up that offense last week against the Chargers. AFC game, right? That's a tiebreaker game. Right. They, you know, need that. Um, this is at a conference. Uh, they're just gonna get the win, just like the uh, how just how the Cowboys are gonna be the Broncos. This is exactly how the the Patriots are gonna come in here and be the Panthers. The Panthers aren't gonna be able to score. They got that defense. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna win this game. You know, twenty-one to ten. Um, so yeah, I, I,
1: I totally agree with you guys. Here. I, I think, think if you good. want a game plan, look at the first Jets game that the Patriots played. Yeah. Got up, got out, got ran the ball, got out of the building with the yeah. win, and That's went home.
2: Vanilla, vanilla, out of conference, get the win, Um, playing an inferior team, without their starting quarterback, yeah, all day.
0: 100%. So, the ESBC consensus, it's your Pats minus three money line, right? And we'll let Chad decide, which is going to be the ESBC money line pick of the week. We can't have two. Right now it's the Pats over – Carolina, so we're playing three sides of the bet. We get two out of three. That's sixty-six percent. It's over fifty-two point five. All right. And And in this one,
1: in this one, we could get all three. I mean, yeah,
0: I think we're gonna get all three. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. So we got Buffalo going to the Heat in Jacksonville minus uh, fifteen over under forty-nine. I'm gonna go with the Jags. Um, Jags plus 15 plus 15 points under 49 because Jags going to have to run it a lot. I don't know if they're going to match plus one with uh Josh Allen. That's going to be in the game plan this week, but it's going to be under 49 and I'm going to go back to betting Florida teams on the second half line. As defenses get tired and I'm gonna look at the weather in Jacksonville. What do you think, Scott? Well, what
2: do you think was on, again? What? What'd
0: you think on the total, Josh? 49 is what I have.
2: Yeah, what what what, what was your what's your pick on the total? Under. Under, okay.
0: Because they're gonna have to run and keep the ball away. Then um Urban Myers is special teams coach, so he's gonna pin him deep. Uh, D-Ball and McDermott from the Andy Retreat are conservative. Mm-hmm. They'll punt in a couple times. They probably should have go for it. And don't win the game comfortably, too. They'll win the game 20-10 to 10. or, you know, 27-13 uh, to 13 or something, 17. But it'll be, I think, less than what it's going to balloon to because I don't think it's going to stay at 15. It started at 15. Uh, I think last minute is probably going to blow over 21, 22 points. So whatever it balloons to, I'm going to pick the Jags. Uh, Urban Meyer won a national title. He hates getting beat. So he's going to figure something out to get a somewhat close loss. And it's not like the Bills want to blow him out. They want to keep things in the back pockets for division games and playoff games. What do you think, Scott?
1: So First of all, what concerns me about Jacksonville is there could be no James Robinson this week, and he's got a heel issue. So if there's no James Robinson this week, they're not going to be able to run the ball at all. And I think it's leaning toward he's not going to play this week.
0: Um,
1: I think Buffalo needs one of these get right games. I think they haven't they haven't exactly hit it on our cylinders. They haven't they didn't play well last week at all against Miami at home. So I, I think they're going to go down to Jacksonville and they're going to get Steph Diggs involved and they're going to get um, their running game going. And Josh Allen needs to have one of those um, 25 to 32, 325 yards, three touchdown type of performances. And and I think he's going to do it here. So I I think Buffalo is going to win this game big. I'm, I'm looking at 34 to seven, some somewhere in that area. I just, I'm worried about Jacksonville because they went up and played Seattle who was not a great defense and didn't show anything and got a late touchdown. They were, they were they were getting shut out and they got that touchdown late third early fourth I think. So I'm going to say Buffalo's going to win this game um by three at least three touchdowns. I'm looking at 34 to 7 something like that. Um, and I think it's going to be under. So I'm taking Buffalo into the under with this so
0: Bills minus 14 under 49.
1: Yep.
2: All
0: right. Right, reach
2: tie, Chad. Um, I mean, you got you guys in Jacksonville is is in is is tanking with the with the Lions and the Texans. Are they in that mix,
1: or are, are they trying to win games? I don't think so, because I don't think Urban Meyer is going to allow that to happen, right? But they just don't have the talent. I mean, the DJ Chalk is out is gone. Uh, Robinson might not play this week, so the running game is going to be Carlos Hyde and. Uh, a backup there was just disappeared the last three or four weeks where he's gone since cincinnati i have no idea yeah so i'm just a little worried that jacksonville against the team is buffalo's caliber is just way over their head right now and can't compete with them
2: yeah um man i think this line is gonna balloon like josh is saying um so yeah, I mean I I think Buffalo at the 14, 14 and a half is uh probably the right side. But I think this line, I'm personally gonna wait and I'm gonna play Jack. I think I'm gonna be able to get Jacksonville on the other side of 17. I think I'll be able to get Jacksonville 17 and a half, 18. Um, you know, so I I do think the Bills are gonna win this game, but I think that seven we can get on the other side of 17. I I I think you know Buffalo wins this one. You know thirty-one to fourteen. Would that be this, that's seventeen? That's seventeen, like yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Basically, exactly like the Seahawks. Thirty. They lost thirty-one-seven last year to the Seahawks. I'm just seeing one more touchdown. Thirty-one to fourteen. They're at home. Um, you know, in that in a little in the weather, they're at home. Thinking thirty. You know, thirty-one to fourteen. Um, I like Jacksonville on the other side of 17. I, I just that's a lot of points in the NFL. I think they'll cover. I think they'll cover that. So, um, I mean, this is kind of similar to that Baltimore game. I, you know, like I, I did play two middles last week with that uh, that Texans Rams game. Um, but on this one, I'm probably not going to bet the Bills. Um, I'm going to hold off and let that Jacksonville line balloon. Um, if I can get it at 17 or higher, I will bet it. If I can't, I probably this will be the one side, the one that I do not bet this week. So, I'm looking for Jacksonville on the other side of 17. That's what I'm looking for.
0: All right. Split decision. All right. I got the Jags plus 15 over the key number. Under 49, second half line. Uh, weather in lovely Jacksonville, Florida. It's going to be – Now, you go to San Augustine Beach, right? Get it. Go to the bed and breakfast there. One by uh, stewardess win the lottery. It's gonna be. It's funny again. We're gonna go with the humidity. It's gonna be higher than the weather. It's gonna be seventy degrees, seventy-one percent humidity. No breeze. The wind is gonna be zero with pads on, coming from Buffalo, New York. Uh. So, we're going to go second-half line, Jacksonville. As uh, You're going to have to – one of the where way environment wears people out, it's on special teams trying to make the gunners and people run extra to get a cheap touchdown in the second half. All right. So, split decision. All right. Next game is the Cleveland Browns at the Bengals. Bengals, it's minus three, over-under 47. 47. Uh, Stafford, right? Stafford and um, the quarterback for the Browns won the Heisman Trophy. I forget his name. Baker Mayfield. He, he's hurt. He can't really throw the ball deep. That's why uh, what's-his-face wanted a trade. Because Stafford can throw it deep, but he has to lob it. Because remember, I was watching him in training camp. I was saying it. He's not right. Baker Mayfield's not right. All these games have gone under. They love to throw it. I mean, to run it with Callahan, even though they're missing tackles. So they're like almost like um, um, the Giants' old coach uh, and Bill Parcells. They're just running it a lot. And now the Belkin wants to leave for the same reason Sean Jackson wants to leave because Mayfield can't throw the deep ball. Thomas was complaining that with Breeze. Because I guess you can get through an NFL game just lobbying it and making it the right reads. Uh, for that and many other reasons, I like the Bengals in this situation. Uh, under 47, what do you guys think?
2: Yeah,
1: I, I like the under two as well. Um, I'm going to agree with you, Josh. I'm going to take the Bengals, and I'm going to take the under 47. I, I just think Cleveland 47. does not have a passing game. Odell is sitting at home right now, collecting a paycheck. They right, sent him right. home. They basically said we don't we don't want you here. You know we'll and work something out. Yeah. And that so basically their their passing game is down down a a receiver. Granted, he wasn't doing a lot, but
0: right.
1: at any time he, he can explode for a hundred yard game and, and eight receptions and a couple touchdowns. So um, I just think Cleveland's in a, in a world of hurt right now. I think teams are, are starting to shut their run game down a little bit more, um, other than the Dearness Johnson game uh, against Denver. So I think Cincinnati is going to win the game here. know, I think they're going to win it, you know, in a low scoring 21 10, 17 10 type of game. But I like Cincinnati in this game, and I like the under. I don't think it approaches it. So that's where I would go. 100% agree.
2: What do you think, John? Hundred percent agree with you guys. Um, we got under that key number. We get at two, you know, two and a half. Cincinnati under the forty-seven. I mean, with both the way that both these teams have been playing, I think. It, I mean, I I will say under under or nothing right here um, on the side, and it's just Cleveland. Just their style right now is just they're just running the ball like they 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 can't win a high scoring game, you know, like. They know their only way to win is low-scoring games. So, um, you know, and, and I think the Bengals know that as well. So, you know, they're – they're get a lead, you know, run it out, and be, Browns are doing the same thing. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys here. This is Bengals all day. And, uh, man, that AFC North and Unders, I think, is going to – AFC North games are going to be big to the Unders out this year, so.
0: All right. So unanimous. We've been high percentage. Those unanimous well, all the picks, but also the unanimous, unanimous picks. It's Bengals minus three under 47. And that depleted Browns roster. They have a lot of talent, but they're all hurt. Now there's attitude problems. Got a young coach. Yep. You got an ogre offensive line coach who really runs things. So that's going to be something. So now. Uh, Scott, Scott's been all over this, right? Vegas minus three at the Giants over under 47. So, we're going Giants, we're going Raiders minus three, Raiders on the money line
1: under 47 or yeah. over
0: 47. What do you guys think? Uh,
1: I think it's under. I think it's under. Um, both teams have a lot of turmoil right now. Um, Raiders with the rug situation, uh, Giants with all these COVID uh positive tests uh, Barkley. If he had a shot at coming back, he's not coming back. He's, he tested positive today. Um, you know, who's playing at wide receiver, Sterling Shepard, get hurt again. Every time he plays, he seems to get hurt. So he's looking doubtful to play this week. Um, so who, who is he throwing to? I mean, Ingram, Kadarius, Tony, maybe Slayton. I think I think the Raiders are gonna gonna be able to to come into New York, have their way uh, and win the game. I just think they'll be able to run the ball. I think they'll be able to uh, I think Waller will get tracked on track again. I just I like the Raiders this year. I think they're doing some nice, nice things. You know, Gruden leaves and now they're two and0 after Gruden leaves. So you know they're playing for for the new coach right uh, Derek Carr is is having a really good year, really strong year right now. Um, they're coming off the buy, So they've had two weeks to prepare for this game. So I I like them. They're they're first place in the West right now. Right. So I think they're going to keep it going. I don't see the Giants winning this game. I think it's going to be another low-scoring game like Monday night. And the Giants are on a short week, too. That's the other thing. And they're dealing with all this stuff right now. So that doesn't help them at all. So I like the Raiders, and I like the under. And the Raiders on the money line as well.
0: Uh, yeah, I 100% agree. And the there's, you know, I think it's a coaching mismatch, right? Uh, I was looking at uh, Dumbo Judge on the sidelines, and he was, like, talking to the rest. The rest were, like, laughing at him. Uh, you know, office Curtis like, yeah, 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 whatever. I'm doing my thing. Nobody was listening to him. But Shasha, everybody likes him, and he knows his role. He has headphones and nobody's on the headphones. He's a special teams coach. Uh, Olsen's doing his thing. Nobody's bothering him, much less the owner. The owner doesn't care. Uh, defensive coordinator Bradley, he, he knows how to deal with a dysfunctional franchise, which he was over there in Jacksonville, dealing mm-hmm. with a the dysfunction there. So to him, he's, he's ready to go. Uh, the Raiders are going to be a more organized team, professional team on the road there. And I think the Giants are going to have jet lag. We're coming back from the trip. The judge screaming all the time. It's like, God, shut up. When is, when is this guy going to shut up? I think the team's tuned out at this point. So I really like them not to score any points. Daniel Jones, quarterback mismatch. Uh, Carr is a very good quarterback, but... Yeah, It's almost like he has a yips. He's good for one really bad turnover. But I think it matters against the Giants. And running game and defense travels. So I really like the the Vegas under-money line, under 47. What do you think, Chad?
2: Yeah, all day. I agree with, I agree with all your guys' picks on this one. Uh, Vegas coming off the bye week, man. They're rested up. Giants had a hard fought game on Monday night in a short week. I mean, the rest here, you got a team coming off, you got a team coming off by bye, and a team coming off a short week. You know that's huge. Vegas is going to win this game, I think, pretty handily going away. So Vegas minus three in the money line look really good here. Um, I agree with the injuries on the new, on the Giants' offense uh, and in the Raiders' defense. Is just, you know they're going to be fresh and ready to go. So I really see. I mean, they might put a they might donut the Giants here. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I I could see um, you know the Raiders scoring a little bit, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just even if the you know the Raiders get up to thirty five, you know, we still need two touchdowns from the Giants to get it over, which I just you know I don't see that happening. So yeah, I like I like the like under here. Um, you know, there's just no way that the only way this game goes over is, is that the Giants somehow can pull you know seventeen points or twenty one points out of nowhere, which I, I just I just can't see them doing this weekend. The only way they're going to score is like a John Ross big play. They're not going to have any right. drives. They're not going to go down and drive the field and just have a great, you know. That they're They 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 have to have a big play. That's the only way. Um, and you know, you just it's hard to have two or more of those in, in a game. So right. um, I like the under here. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So all three of us like
0: Vegas. On the money line, uh, under 47. Next game, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. I am going to wash my hands, even though my hands will be washed. Uh, Two things, right, for you guys. Number one, which is going to be the money line? Pick of the week, or are we going to do both? I guess we'll answer at the end. But The next game is the Falcons. At New Orleans, minus
1: six over under is forty two. I'll be right back.
0: Let me know what do you think, Scott.
1: So New Orleans is probably going to start Taysom Hill. Looks like he's coming back. Um, he played Atlanta twice last week, beat him tw- uh, both times. Um, no Michael Thomas. He he's out for the year. So I, I think it's a big Camara game. I think um, Atlanta's going to have a trouble scoring. I think the New Orleans defense is going to shut them down. I think it's going to be an under game, and I think New Orleans is going to win I, by, by a touchdown to 10 points. I just think uh, going into that building for Atlanta, uh, Pitts is inconsistent. Matt Ryan's definitely really inconsistent right now. Their receiving core, who knows who's going to step up for them? Um, you know, Patterson might be the best player to, in this game for, for Atlanta. Um, so I, I like New Orleans a lot. I think New Orleans keeps the role going. Division game worth two. They're in a competition with Tampa right now for first place in the division. So um, I think New Orleans keeps it going. I like New Orleans, and I like the uh, I like the under.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you, Scott. I think um, you know the Saints are coming off a big win against Tampa Bay. They got back to back division games. You don't you don't beat Tampa Bay at home to lose to Atlanta at home the next week. Um, under that key number of seven, I like new Orleans minus six here. I think they win this one pretty handily. Um, you know, I just, Atlanta is just so hot and cold, so inconsistent. Um, this could be one where Ryan throws himself. We see like the Buccaneers game in Tampa where he threw himself two picks to end the game. Um, you know, and that, that, that will be the only way this does get over because I can't, I cannot see Atlanta. I mean, this and and, and Peyton and their style—they're going to run the ball. Um, if they do start Taysom Hill, I mean, they—they're going to run the ball even more. they probably run, they probably run zone read all the way down, you know, down the field with with, with Taysom and Camara. Um, the total is very low at forty-two, but I mean, I think it's it's low for a reason because this game is going to be low scoring. You know, this is going to be. It's gonna be a 17 to 7 New Orleans win. So I agree. New Orleans minus a six under the 42 look good here.
1: Yeah, and Peyton's done an amazing job with them this year. Who knew they were gonna be five and two? I mean, nobody yeah. can, could have predicted that. So
2: yeah, it's a it's a testament to him being an off coach for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right.
0: Yes, and that's the reason I picked him last week. Uh, because he – He didn't just game plan for that last week. He game plan all summer, probably during the Super Bowl last year. He was sitting there watching notes, talking about what what he's going to do. I'm seeing if they played before this year. They have not.
1: No, this is the first time.
0: I think Chad's right. It's going to be 17-7. to And then suddenly, after only two targets to Cal Pitt's, With a minute 30 left, Atlanta's going to march down the field and score a touchdown with two seconds left to make it (laughs) 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 17-14. Falcons are going to cover the seven points, and it's going to go under the 42. But the SBC Podcast consensus pick is the Saints, the Super Bowl winning um, coach, John Payne, uh, who studied under Bill Parcells, Bill Parcells Mafia, under 42, We all agree on that, right? And, and remember, especially Falcons, uh, Vikings, Jets, all of these are what the line balloons to, right? Same thing with the Jags, what the line balloons to 30 minutes before kickoffs. As far as my
1: picks are concerned, it's it's gonna I'm I'm thinking it's gonna balloon up to close to ten before kickoff. I think that's where it's going.
2: I will probably play a middle on this one if it does get that hot. Um
0: or even eleven. You might might see oddball, um, you know, might see it at the win, might see it at better us or Spokeswick.com or whatever. You might chop around and you see falcons at eleven. Yeah. If you like a backdoor cover, if you like them to finally go to Kyle Pitts, last week they didn't go to him and they lose. It was scored. Right. The week before they go to him and they win. <laughs> right. So, whatever they want to do, that's why the yeah. tanking thing I have to put into account. Because that's a no brainer. Just
2: throw the ball to him, you know? Yeah, like, I think Randy so. Far, Moss, Randy Moss was good. So far, there's three games I think that are going to be pretty solid if you can get a middle. You know, that, that Baltimore. Minus six and letting that Minnesota line balloon up, right? And then um, you know the Jacksonville Buffalo line taking right. Buffalo at the fourteen now, letting that Jacksonville line balloon up, and then New Orleans taking a minus six now letting that line balloon up. Those, um, I probably you know I probably won't do all, all three of those, but those three, uh, depending on where the line goes and what's going on, those those are those are some pretty good middle games that, are,
1: uh, in my opinion. So, right if you like if if you like New Orleans. Bet them now because if that line spread goes up, it's going to be harder and harder to bet them. So, same thing with the Bills. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I'll, I'll just sit this out here. Anybody on Twitter or on Podbean have any questions? We see a few people on. Go ahead. Um, we're doing good, man. I got good backup. We can go ahead and read your question and answer it for you. Next game we're looking at is. So that one's going to be a split decision. Consensus picks is the Saints minus seven, under 42. But Chad and I are going to look at that line 30 minutes before kickoff, see how crazy it gets. Uh, Chargers on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles are getting two points. The over-under is 50. Um, I'm still undecided. I'm going to take a peek at the Philadelphia Inquirer. While I do that, we'll go to um, Scott. However, the Chargers, the Colts, the Vikings, under the same umbrella of cheap teams that did not pay for backups and have had collapses in the second half of games historically. And if you live in the past, you die in the past, but also this year. What are your thoughts, Scott?
1: So the Chargers need to get right somewhere here. I, I think this may be the week to week that they, they do it. I think they win a very close game. I, I can't see them going to Philly and blowing them out, going across the country. Right. Benefits them that this is a late game and not an early game, a 4 o'clock instead of a 1 o'clock. Um, so that, that benefits them a little bit. Um, I just think the Chargers have too many weapons for the Eagles to compete with. On offense, I think Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. I think all three of them um, caused Philadelphia problems. I don't think Philadelphia's defense is, is equipped to stop all three. And then they got Jared Cook going over the middle too. So um, I like the Charges in this game. The over/under you said it was fifty. Yeah, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be close. Um, I say it just squeaks under. I'll say it stays under the 50, but it could be a 27-21 game for sure. Um, I think Philadelphia is going to have to do more than did last week. They just ran the ball up and down the field against Detroit. I think they're going to have to throw the ball against the Chargers. I think Chargers are going to be able to score. So here's Jalen Hurts' chance again. You know, most of his production comes in the fourth quarter. Is he going to be able to read the Chargers' defense and and play well? And I don't think it's going to happen until the fourth quarter, so – um so charges are going to get up early uh they're going to stay up and then philly's gonna gonna come back and uh and make it a six uh touchdown game but i like the charges in the under
0: chargers under 50 so chargers yep. minus two under
2: 50 what are your thoughts chad yeah I, I think this is a chargers like sky was saying they 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 gotta flip the script here um you know, they've lost back-to-back games uh, to Baltimore and New England. You know, I, I I think the Chargers, this is a get-right spot for them. Um, I think it's going to go over the 50, though. I think there's going to be a lot of passing in this game. Um, and I think Philadelphia is going to have to score to keep pace with the Chargers. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I like um, – you know a uh, uh, a 28 to, to 24 uh 35 you know I think the chargers get to, to to 31 you know and I think philly can 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 get it you know 24 31 to 24 I see something in there so i see this one squeaking over 50 um so i'm gonna i'm gonna go uh the chargers and um charge minus one and a half I might just go suit the money line minus 130. So I'll probably take that. Minus 130, I'll just take the Chargers on the money line, and then um, over the 50 for me.
1: I think I think the tendency with the Chargers, they go up against a very good defensive-minded coach. They yeah. struggle. Yep. They go up against a team that's not as strong defensively. They, they play well. well. And, and this, this is, is a team yeah. that Philly's not strong defensively. Yep. They'll play well. I think they'll play well this this game.
2: And they haven't – Philly's got an offensive head coach who calls yep. the plays.
1: Yep.
2: Not even worry about the defense. He's completely focused yep. on his offense
1: and how they're going to do. He's like offensive coordinator. Um, you know, so, I'm going yeah. cha- to change my under over to over. I, I think Chad's right. I'm going to go with Chad on this one, so. All
0: right. Yeah, I, I like it. Like the over. And uh... – the reason I'm going, I was going to go Philadelphia at home, cross-country trip. Uh, maybe Philadelphia might have more depth, but two things, right? There's a lot of Alabama guys on Philadelphia. So, so many Alabama oh guys on Philadelphia. This, uh, Johnny, that Johnny, he had her. the power flower, right? He had a flower underneath the ground, and that's how we are. And we're going to break through the ground at Detroit. They're saying it worked. I doubt that worked, man. Come on. I, I listened to that. I'll be like, this guy's got to be kidding. So he gets the team together. Like that meeting I told you guys that I had to go to AAA at 8 o'clock in the morning. Got the, everybody together. And Alabama, Alabama guys come to the front. Tell us how you feel, you know. <laughs> right? When you know, somebody gets killed in high school and you have to go to the, you know, the – the assembly like mean girls, right? Mean girls, they had the assembly, you know, tell us how you feel. Let's get everybody
2: through our feelings. And you know, J- Jalen and Devonte Smith could, could be emotionally a, a little upset. You know, they, they, they did play college ball with Henry Ruggs. They probably are pretty close with them. They probably communicate with them regularly. So yeah. Um, that might be a, a factor, you know, when your best receiver and your starting quarterback, you know, that is a, uh, you know, a, you know, a, a tragedy. You know, for for them to to hear about their one of their you know one of their best friends going having to go through that. So, um, who knows how that's going to play a role? So,
0: right in part of the in the end, Howie Roseman, man, he he thinks he's the brightest uh, star on the planet, and so is the owner. But he does some really dumb stuff, man. He cuts. Well, he didn't know the rugs thing was going to happen, but he cuts like three guys, guys they liked. Um, you know, for money reasons, right? This guy, Wilson, they cut to save $3.5 million. So when you have an emotional thing about that, and they're talking about themselves, they're like, man, management really doesn't care about us. They will not run in Sean Watson if they have to. You see one of their guys, you know, basically, um, I never believe in people. Oh, you did this, you ruined your life. No, you can always come back. This is a long life to live, right? <laughs> There's always, always something, right? Um, but this is going to put a huge dent in Ruggs' life, right? Probably never play in the NFL again. Unless he played for Jerry Jones, who the guy Gregory did the same thing, but Jerry Jones brought back. Uh, because of other things going on with the Raiders, um, the owner can't do that in this case, right? Davis. And in Gregory's case as well was a death involved and there was a teammate in the car too. And Jerry Jones still brought him back, right? Jerry Jones, that's why everybody loves him. Uh, Davis is not going to do that because he doesn't want scrutiny on his own life, right? Uh, That I have direct evidence of whatever, but people are people, right? People live and let live. Uh, Yeah, so they're not going to be right. I think the Chargers, by being consistent, Brandon Stanley just a regular guy. Who Herbert's a regular guy? Um, I'm not going to trust this game at all. So I'm going to go Chargers Money Line. Uh, Scott, you're going over 50 now, right? Yes. Over 50. Over 50. I'm going to go under 50. Because uh, I think uh, these guys are going to be too emotional. And, uh, just I don't. I'll be interested. Hurts will be like not wanting to play. So I'm gonna say like under fifty Chargers, and then Jalen Hurts is a thrower, not a passer. He's not gonna be able to read uh, what Stanley has dialed up for him. And they're pissed at what Belichick did to their guy with all the uh, different kind of disguising coverages and blitz coming from exotic locations. They're gonna be pissed about that, and they're gonna do their own cell of that against their. Young quarterback. So we're going to go the Chargers on the money line under 50 points. There it is. Split decision, but the consensus pick is going to be Chargers minus two
2: over 50. Is that right? I'm going money line. Money line. Chargers, money line. Consensus will be money line. Yeah. It's, it's minus 130. I mean, so you, like you take it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, last-second field goal, whatever. I buy the half points mostly and take it at 120. So, I mean, what's 130? Right. For a money line. Yeah, this is you to very similar when the Chargers played Washington. Well, it's like, you know, you buy you you buy the half point, you can get minus one for minus 120, or you can just get the money line for 130. Right. 130.
0: Yeah. All right, very well. Consensus pick. Chargers money line over 50. Split decision. Remember to take notes and listen. All right. Now, Packers <laughs> at the Chiefs, right? right Scott was saying how crazy this week is. And man, I was proud of us there last week where we made profit in an insane week. This week will be equally or even more insane. And to top it off, there's going to be a time change, right? Fall back. So that's going to mess up things a lot. I know it's going to mess me up for a week. One
2: day, when's that happen? This weekend, right?
1: Saturday night, yeah. Saturday, Saturday night? Yeah.
2: yeah. Extra hour sleep. Extra hour Sunday, sleep. Sunday Sunday's the first day
0: of the new oh. equinox, Chuck. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah
0: craziness happens anyways and uh so no um no aaron Rodgers.
1: Uh-huh.
0: i still back in back of my mind i'm very cynical and jaded i think there's a publicity stunt that so he become the host of jeopardy <laughs> it's on the road at a conference game they don't have to win they're in a horrible division uh, Forty nine. This is a uh, Andy Reid uh, disciple. And Andy Reid, if I remember back to the playoffs, has never lost against one of his assistants, and he usually covers and blows him out. I wonder if that. What do you say? If you owe me, man. You owe me. You need to tank this game because you owe my, your career to me when I hired you and I taught you the ways (laughs) the Andy Reid ways to be a head coach in the NFL so I'm going to go with that I'm going to go with the Chiefs minus 7 under the threats of Godfather (laughs) Reid you owe me (laughs) Uh, I like it, minus 7 under 49
1: what do you think Scott Definitely going on to, based on Rodgers being not being there. I don't. I don't think they're gonna let Jordan Love mo- throw more than twenty passes right. this week. Um, if Rodgers was playing quarterback as last week and there was no Devontae, I would definitely pick Green Bay here because I, I think they know what to do. Um, as they showed last week, they won without Adams. So, right. um, but this. I don't know. I, I talked to Jim Coventry earlier today, and he said they're going to streamline their offense to Jones, Dylan, and Devontae, right. which means they're going to take the air out of the ball, play a slow game, which leads me to believe it's going to be a close game, a 17-13 type of game. But I think Kansas City will have just enough to cover the spread. I think they'll win by 10. I think it'll be a 23-13 game. So I'm taking Kansas City. And I'm taking the under for sure. I, I don't. How how much is Jordan Love going to throw the ball? They, they they haven't they say the right things in the press, but in the background, do they really want him throwing the ball a lot? So that's why I think they're going to take the air out of the ball, and I, that's why I think Kansas City, who can score anywhere on the field at any time, I know they're not the Chiefs of the past, but they can still do that with Mahomes. Um, and I think they'll have just enough. I think Kansas City needs knows they need to get on a roll now before the season slips away from them. So it's a huge break for them. I'm taking Kansas City, and I'm taking the under.
0: Yeah, I like it. Well, with Rodgers, they were conservative against Arizona.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and you're on the road. You want to, you know, limit the the series is your defense's play. Uh you're helping the young quarterback read the defense, or they're gonna get a snap the yeah. ball
2: with more than three or four seconds left on the on the clock. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, um, yeah, it's funny because before the podcast, you know, me and Scott were kind of leaning towards Green Bay. Um, and Scott or uh Josh, I know you were you you were on KC, but man, after listening to both you guys, yeah, I I I agree. I'm gonna have to flip flip my pick to KC. I think um you know the disciple of Andy Reid. You know, like they said, they're like Scott said, they're catching a huge break here with Aaron Rodgers being out the Chiefs right now. You know, this gets them to a winning record. Um, you know, this is huge. And you know what? I I, I really think Green Bay is just going to throw this game away because, I mean, it's at a conference. They're seven and one. They got the head to head on Arizona, right? And coming up after this game, they play Seattle, Minnesota two NFC games and they get to get the Rams at home. So I think, you know, their mentality is going to be like, you know what guys, we don't have Aaron run the ball. This game doesn't mean shit. We beat the Rams at home. We're the ones we're the one seed. We don't need to beat the chiefs at a conference. Let's go. You know, we get to play Minnesota and Seattle two kind of mediocre NFC opponents. And then we get to play the Rams at home. If we beat the Rams at home, we have the head to head on the Cardinals and the Rams um, you know we're we're, we're securing we're looking really good for that one seed so yeah i i think kc minus seven and a half under the 48 here i, I you guys talked me into it so
1: yeah and, and i think the other thing is that win last week for green bay and if they beat the rams you got to come to green bay again because tampa's yep. got two losses the rams will have two losses the packers will have the tiebreakers over them yep. so you know they're just gonna say all right let's go out and play it If we can hang close with them, get into the fourth quarter, maybe we can pull the game out. The only team that may be able to sneak them
2: is Dallas um, at six and one if they they can hold out. But, uh, you know, even if they have equal records, I think Green Bay might have the tiebreaker NFC wise. So, and like I said, this, you know, if they have the, you know, two losses with the Cowboys, this game doesn't mean anything to that tiebreaker with the Cowboys, you know, so.
0: Right, and they got wins over Arizona, which is huge, and San Francisco. Yep. So going into the season, right, your first objective is to win the division.
1: But
0: mm-hmm. so when you say uh, Kansas City, uh, Seattle, Minnesota, right, division game counts for two. So yep. they could lose Kansas City and Seattle and beat Minnesota and then lose to the Rams next week going to the bye week. They're happy. Right. Because they've buried Minnesota and they already got two NFC West wins over the better teams in the NFC West.
1: Yeah. And in the back of their mind, they've already said, hey, we got the division. Now we're going to drive for the number one seed. Right. So this game stuck in the middle of everything is like, OK, no, Aaron Rodgers. No problem. We're going to go in. We're going to give him my best effort. If we don't win the game, we got the next three games. You know to, to look forward to. So,
0: right. no, you know, no, there's no reason to give Kansas City any film. Yep. That you're going to use against Seattle, and Minnesota, right? Right. right. Weeks, especially Minnesota, because that game's that Minnesota, and it counts for two. The many games count for two.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The other thing I'll add is that there's a shift in the season now. You go from the middle of the season, like Barcel says, you want to be kind of even. And then you want to win, you know, back half of your season. Spagnola has won three Super Bowls, been to four Super Bowls, won three. And now he's going against a rookie quarterback. So that, that you know, it's almost like Zimmer going against Darnold and against those rookie quarterback, but he does do well. These veteran coordinators have been in the league for 30 years. I think it might be an ego thing, you know, and they just know so much. it can disguise things so well. It's hard for a young quarterback to be able to navigate that.
1: Yeah, and that, I think their game plan is going to be very simple. Double cover Adams all over the field. Let right. another receiver beat us if that, in the running game. That's right. exactly what they're going to do, I think. So,
0: And they have that pass rush. Yep. So yep. It's going to have to be short pattern for Adams because longer mm-hmm. patterns are not going to work. Yep. Interesting game here. Arizona at the 49ers. Uh, technically a bigger game for the 49ers than Arizona. Uh last time they played, I believe uh Arizona won 17-10. Yep, correct. Uh suddenly because of um uh dysfunctional people <laughs> and the other thing too is that uh Queens never had a winning record man ever as a head coach, either at Texas Tech, best record he had at Texas Tech was 6-6. Six and six. I remember him being outcoached in the Birmingham Bowl by Charlie Strong, who outcoaches no one. <laughs> he didn't outcoach anybody at Texas or USF. He outcoached Clinsbury. Uh Now they're in a little bit of disarray. Kyler Murray's hurt. He's playing hurt. and. and he, Clinkberry did something stupid, and when he did this and it became public, you know, I said to myself, that's why this guy's never had a winning season. He public, you know, number one, we talk about fundamental analysis and within fundamental analysis is corporate governance. You study a corporation, right? Old school I was engaged to this girl. Had nine million liquid. Her dad run, and you can look it up online. Sunderman Management Company, and you know he's like, "Oh, if you're gonna marry into the family, you got to know fundamental analysis." So he used to take me. We used to go to companies and actually talk to the management team, talk to the janitors, talk to everybody, see what kind of governance there is in this company. It's funny because uh, the Larry Davis show—if you watch that got into that a little bit talking to the man uh, the janitors to find out the management so number one you always call out an employee in private behind closed doors you don't do it in public number two the jimmy johnson approach somebody's a superstar because they're a superstar you cut them a little bit more slack you said, okay you're troy aikman you're Emma Smith, and you're five minutes late to a meeting. So what? You're borderline guy that I might cut or don't cut. You come in five minutes late, then you're cut. So for him to publicly call out DeAndre Hopkins, it's very, very stupid. It's going against Shanahan, Super Bowl winning coach, at home, right? Uh. I got to go 49ers plus one, probably the money line, and I'm going to go under 49.
1: What do you guys think? So I'm going under. I'm going – I'm definitely going under. Kyla's – so what I read today was that Kingsbury said Kyla doesn't have to practice to play. If he gets the mental reps, he's fine. I don't like that. I don't think he's practicing this week, based on what what Kingsbury said, which means that he's he's a he's a true game time decision. So the the side I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until inactives are announced ninety minutes before the game before I would even make a pick on this. Because if Kylo doesn't play, you got to go San Francisco. But if Kylo plays, then you you're probably leaning toward Arizona. So. Um, I would definitely go the under. If I had to pick right now, I would take San Francisco at home. I think San Francisco would win the game with a hobbled Kyler because he's not healthy at all. He's not going to be running. He's going to be a pocket passer. How comfortable is he going to be in that? San Francisco can be after him. There's high risk of injury, re-injury during the game that would knock him out of the game if he gets sacked. So – um as of right now I would take San Francisco and I would take the under. I'd think a low scoring game. I don't think I don't think Sanford would have to score 30 points in this game to win it. I think they could go low 20s and win it with a hobble Kyler. But I would actually wait until inactives are announced nine minutes before the game before I would I would go make a pick.
0: So yeah, I'm going 49 all the way, even if Kyler Murray was healthy.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm picking 49ers now in the under for sure. Yeah, right and, now, so. and,
0: and, and I like uh, the real defensive coordinator of the 49ers is John Lynch, Super Bowl winning safety with Tampa Bay and a Hall of Famer. Tampa to Monty Kiffin defense uh be able to design against the air raid, which without A.J. Green, with him publicly calling out DeAndre Hopkins, Pissing him off, your best player, just not a good look. You're probably pissing off other guys on the team who are friends with DeAndre Hopkins. And so it,
1: and, be, and before Chad goes, yeah. if Arizona was to lose this game, I could see them going into a free fall and right. the Rams just taking that division over and running away with it. So they have to avoid losing this game at all costs because if they do, that's two in a row, a division game, two NFC games. And the free fall may stop because Kingsbury's not not um, used to success. So, right, that's what I would mean to.
0: And he's not getting any of the calls because he, um, uh, you know, the NFL the way they've been going lately. Uh, he got COVID, right? Yep. Yep. And did not get vaccinated. Right. What do you think, Chad?
2: Yeah, I'm, I agree. I, mon, San Francisco money line all day, regardless, regardless if Kyler's healthy or not. I, I, uh, I Like you said, Kingsbury's never had a winning season. I think we got some return to the mean coming. We saw that they were seven and seven and oh, they lost to the Packers, um, you know, I mean, they were. What set you know seven point favorites, seven and a half point and, favorites, and they yeah. crucified AJ Green after that game. And suddenly he's not playing this game, you know, with fishy, and, yeah. and he's calling out DeAndre Hopkins as well. Yeah, all that. I I think it's just this is just return to the mean here. Shanahan, you got a Super Bowl winning coach at home in the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, give me give me the 49ers on the money line here under under the forty six, low scoring. Um I just, yeah, it's it's return to the mean for Kingsbury time in my mind, so. All right,
0: the consensus pick. Uh, Again, watch things before 30 minutes before kickoff, see the inactives, see if Murray's going to play. Also, too, regardless whether uh, the philosophy or not, just educate yourself, right, and track it. Whatever you track and measure, that's Hawthorne's thing. Whatever you track and measure, you improve his performance yeah. 10 to 20%. So that's part of the tracking, right? He plays, what happens? Uh, so we're going to look for that. Scott will change it if he's going to play. And it's air raid, very simple offense, so backup, you know, you kind of sneak in there, but not in this situation, not when you've lost to them before. Against Shanahan won the Super Bowl. I thought last week he won because of pure coaching. Coaching Nagy, John Lynch, same thing. John Lynch hasn't slept this week, right? Because he's not going to lose at a price standpoint to this guy twice. Uh, Yeah, in the return to the mean, big time, man. There's a lot of factors. We're going money line, uh, 49ers under 46 is a consensus split decision pick. Uh, Again, a lot of the logic we used. In the Packers game, uh, very analogous to the Titans at the Rams, it's Rams minus seven. I already, uh, I already picked the Rams minus the seven, right? So I picked the Rams minus the seven, uh, under fifty-four. Derrick Henry is not playing. And Tannehill has done horrible without him, right? So for that reason, I'm going Rams minus seven. I already did this. I already bet under the 54. All right. What do you guys think?
1: Adrian Peterson, he lives. <laughs> he lives on and on and on in the right. NFL circles. Workout warrior. It's going to take the Titans a game or two to to figure out their offense post Derrick Henry. I don't see Tennessee winning this game. I don't see them even covering. And I think the Rams learned a valuable lesson last week. It's not to take your foot off the pedal because Houston played phenomenal fourth quarter in terms of offense. So I don't think McVay is – I think McVay has been hopping on that all week. Look, we had the game. We couldn't – we didn't put them away. We let Houston score and score and score. So I think the Rams are going to win this game in a blowout. I, I look for them 31-10, 38-10, sc- something like that. It's staying under the 54. I don't think it's going over. Um, I do like Vrabel as a coach. I think he's a tough-minded coach. Gets the most out of his team. But in this situation, this is not a conference game. This is a This is a basically Tennessee – has that division on lock right now they're going to work on some things and see what peterson can do in the game sunday night and then they'll go from there so i like the rams i like the under for sure
2: yeah i i agree i don't understand why this why this total is so high. um that's I, I is that just like a recency bias Do they realize derrick henry's out i mean just because the rams you know are no, I, I do think the Titans I think defense, Vegas is just trying to take people's money. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 defense for the Titans has been very um very very good. Uh these, these last, you know, since they 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 beat the Bills their last um you know four games. So I I yeah, I I, I like the Rams here. Um like you said, Tennessee is out of conference for them. They're banged up you know trying to figure out kind of what they're going to do with their Henry. um i do think their defense will be good enough to keep the the rams you know in a little bit of check so the, it'll go under for sure that the, the 54 um but yeah I, I like the rams to win pretty handily here um you know titans you know they lot the titans lost the jets in overtime they've won four straight since then and, and uh you know pretty much wrapped up their division um so yeah i just i just think i didn't think the titans in this one i just in the defense will, will will show up. I just I don't think they're, they're gonna not they're not gonna be able to score the ball. I think uh, the Rams are gonna win this one by by two touchdowns and uh, stays under the fifty four. So I, I agree with you guys on this one.
1: Yeah, I think I think Stafford two is on MVP campaign. Yeah. So I think I think he's gonna have a bigger game than the running game on this game Primetime game. Everybody's watching him. Sta- Stafford might be the leader for the MVP right now. So. I think McVay is just gonna showcase him. I think the Rams are gonna I think the Rams are gonna win that division. I, I, I really do. And I think they're gonna be in the NFC championship game. This what do you year. guys think?
2: What do you guys think about the Rams getting rid of Deshaun Jackson? Pretty interesting, huh? Well, because
0: like, like I said, I knew that was gonna happen. I already predicted that in uh preseason. Stafford cannot gun it.
2: He yeah. can't keep up with that speed.
0: Deep ball. Yeah. He has to lob it because his shoulders messed up. I, I saw it. You look yeah. at him, his shoulders messed up.
2: That's why he throws so good Lobby. to Cooper Cup because he's slower. Absolutely. Absolutely. In right. the one deep Absolutely. ball I did see him
0: throw, he lobbed it. It wasn't like he gunned it. All right. Sometimes he has to gun the deep ball to a guy like Trump, you know, Jackson.
1: And the other thing I noticed with Stafford, his deep balls are earlier in the game. As the game goes on, he gets shorter and shorter. As 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 is, uh, you know, to Cooper Cup, he throws him seven yards down the field, and Cup has to make a play to get like fifteen. Right. But he takes that big shot early, and they have Van Jefferson, so he takes the big shot to him, and then he and then they they go to Cooper Cup and Robert Wood five six yards past the line of scrimmage. So,
0: oh, exactly. So, the consensus pick, all three of us, we got. Your Los Angeles Rams in their $7 billion stadium, minus seven, and it's going to go under 54. I think 54 is ridiculous. Uh, Titans are a running team. Tannehill has never proven he can't do anything without a strong running game like Derrick Henry. And then the put you to sleep Monday night, get back to work, <laughs> stop collecting unemployment, go back to work, game you got your Steeler minus seven. It's actually got been down. Who's been in Chicago? Uh, plus, uh, it's going down to six and a half. I like the Steelers minus six, the situation, because I think Chicago's trying to tank. They want to lower their payroll because they're selling the team, the McCaskey family. And I still go under 40 because Tomlin wants to make a point. He wants to win with defense. He's not going to let Chicago score. And Chicago is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, and two to the under. And let me look at Pittsburgh. Hmm. Pittsburgh is another old white quarterback who has problems throwing, right? Pittsburgh is one, two, three, four, five, six. So that's 12 and four to the under between these two teams. The screen boring under 40 bit now.
2: You know what's crazy is I'm pretty sure we've gotten two of those uh over that that 12 and four. Good. We've gotten we got a Pittsburgh over and we got the Bears and 49ers over last week. <laughs> so Good. we got two of two of the four of those 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 overs. Yeah. What do you guys think
1: about that game, guys? It's going under. It's I see a lot of running, a lot of rushing. I see a lot of um, Najee Harris and Khalil Herbert um, with the little De- Deontay Spritch. So I I definitely see the, the under. I see Pittsburgh covering for sure. I think it's going to be a, a ten point game, like a twenty to ten game. Um, but that's where I go with that with that game. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I side on I, that minus six and a half Pittsburgh all day. I think they're gonna clamp Justin Fields here. It's Prime time game. Tomlin's bringing everything out on the defense. They're, they're gonna not top coach. <laughs> they are gonna. They are gonna bring everything at this rookie quarterback. Um, Bears are gonna be held under ten points. Um, I think you got a twenty to ten game on your hands here. So under Pittsburgh all day.
0: All right under Pittsburgh all day. And, uh, man, I feel excited about this week. Uh, you got Steelers, Rams, Chiefs. Uh, that kind of that simplifies things for us on the other ones. So, you know, days we hit 65%. Those hit 100%. Um, this could be one of those weeks when we start now getting into the 70 percentile. Headed to 80%, have a week where we hit 80%. Remember, 52.5% is break-even. So before we hit you with Winston Churchill, and thank you for everybody joining us on uh Podbean to Man Cave Musings. Yes, we'll have the live podcast on the full two hours in the morning. Thanks for joining us last half hour. Any questions, let us know. All right, guys, what are your final
1: thoughts? I think this is a really good week for us. I, I I like how these games set up. I like, um you know, how we, we broke them down. And I like the picks. I, I'm really comfortable with what we've picked and uh, the process we've gone through. So I see close to 70, if not over this week. So
0: big time, big time. And yep. the reason we can stay so consistent is the Hawthorne effect. What do you yep. think, Chad?
2: Yeah, man, I think... I think it's just another good week. You know, we've been been consistent every week, and uh, I, I just think we keep growing and building. Our process keeps getting stronger every week, so can't can't beat it. You know, and coming on here with you guys is helps me so much. Um, just hearing you guys and getting different insights and different ideas and different angles of, of the why um, it, it, it's, it's it's priceless information. And uh, you know, the more information that you can take in. The process the game the better and you know that's that's what you know we're able to do here and with the three of us we're able to all look at stuff at our own and all bring our own insight and perspective and you know diversity to each each pick so I think exactly I think we're doing good because collaboration right that's why
0: the United States the richest country in the history of mankind is because of collaboration and then companies who use real diversity that's why they have 35 to 40 percent more free cash flow. The companies that aren't diverse, and it it's not about race, gender, disability, much more than that. It goes deeper than that it's about listening, having an open mind, right? And being able to switch, you know, and be able to add information. Person with the best information wins. And we always close, it's always so true, right? You make a living from your labor, Sir Winston Churchill said in God's World War II. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. And I'm going to be really excited, too, as we get some college fix going too as well. Friday night, we'll be back with college picks making you money who is making you money who's giving you actionable information you can monetize that's a good question to ask yourself thank you for listening to the espc podcast